0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. Let's take a look at what we learned this year when it comes to finances. And as I mentioned, how to get back on track for next year with personal finance expert and author of Talk Money to Me, Kelly Keene. Hi, Kelly. Hello, my friend Jalen. Always great to (laughs) be with you it is uh nice to hear your voice it has been way way too long kelly you've been telling us for years that it's imperative to have money set aside in case of an emergency and i think i poo-pooed it every time for years when you were doing that but boy oh boy wasn't that the case this year the absolute truth it came home to roost and and so many families ended up in really tough situations
1: Yeah, and you know what, uh, Jalen, it's not even my advice, it's the advice of my mom. So, she's 82, didn't quite live through the depression, but was at the tail end, youngest of 14 kids, I mean, hammered home the importance of having zero uh, credit card debt, actually physical cash on you, emergency savings, because, look, like, what she lived through. now. I think all of us have been changed forevermore, and there's no finger-wagging. There's no shame and embarrassment. I mean, if you if you had a steady paycheck, if you had a decent business, you know, I get it, right? There was it's like, hey, just as long as the, the paychecks are coming in, the, you know, you're doing well, there's there's no reason to panic. No one could have predicted this. And I think it's been a huge wake-up call for everyone, terrifying. Um, everyone's been affected in some way, shape, or form, some devastatingly so. And you know, even even when we were talking, Jalen, about, you know, most financial planners will say you should have three to six months savings. The people I'm talking to, especially in Alberta, they're like, Whoa, they needed like six months to a year savings. Yes. That wouldn't have yes. even saved them, right?
0: Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's been a wild one to to say the least. We know a lot of people uh, needed to turn to benefits. That there were some benefits uh, out there provided by by the government. Still uh, confusion about that, Kelly, and about uh, who you know you know people getting letters saying that in some cases you have to pay it back. When it comes to CERB, what do you, what do people need to, to know and, and, and be aware of right now? Right. So I
1: think there's really three kind of camps of people. There was maybe number one like specifically the people that received the letters. So we're still learning more and more about that. Um, the last reports I read, it was, you know, just about a half a million people received these educational letters, but then later reports I've read have said when it came to the net and gross of the $5,000, and I'll explain that in a second, those letters were around 10000 So I don't work for CRA, I don't have a direct link to them, but that's what we know so far. So basically, you needed to earn at least $5,000 in 2019 or in the previous 12 months that you applied for service. The Canadian Emergency Response Benefit, we all all know what that is. And so for a small percentage, or so it's sounding like, uh, there was um, confusion, and I have to agree. I was talking about this constantly on national media, and I did not Mm -hmm. see anything about not only it being net, but if you were self-employed, it was after all of your business expenses. (sighs) So I think the government's kind of doing some backtracking there uh you know they say that it was it was somewhere in there but i I remember being on canada.ca constantly i don't remember seeing it so there's that smaller group it sounds like and then i think the other two camps are people that legitimately not legitimately they knew they were going to have to pay back serb because they were getting ei and serb so i think a, a chunk knew and then there's also another percentage that will be taken by surprise because they were receiving, let's say, also a student benefit or their company was under the wage subsidy. So this educational letter is basically saying, hey, if you pay back this year, it's going to be less messy for you and CRA because then next year you have to include this in your income and pay the tax on it. So then if you're going to have to repay it, that's where it gets a little bit messy. And that's, to my understanding, why these letters went out recently.
0: Kelly, when you've been talking with people and from the research that you've done, um, you know, besides the obvious and the fact that, uh, you know, for a lot of folks, their finances were just completely upended, Mm -hmm. did you see some different trends when it came to what people were prioritizing, what people were doing differently with money this year, maybe, you know, compared to years prior?
1: Oh, I mean... It's been a whirlwind, right? Like March seems like yesterday, yet ten years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. um, right. So it's kind of like at the beginning of March, it was like, oh my God. Um, I, you, you know, I've been on your show a lot for the last four and a half years. I've pretty much not been home. I've been on the road traveling yep. for my work, and. The reason I mention that is my husband did all the grocery shopping. I have to tell you, Jalen, when I came home, uh, I think it was March 18th off tour, and I went to the grocery store, and there was literally no vegetables. There was literally nothing in the organic section. I was like, how is this possible in my lifetime? Like, how is it possible in our lifetime? So I think it was, first of all, just having that, that, you know, stick a dynamite on your finances, then also not being able to buy things. We were also like Amazon one-click shoppers, right? So anytime you needed anything, it was right at your doorstep. Well, all of a sudden, Amazon wasn't delivering anything in March and April unless it was an emergency service. So I think a lot of people were going through this as well, just like, uh, what's open? What can we buy? What do we have to buy? How are we going to survive? And um, I mean, I talked to thousands of people across the country, and people really looked at I think they really looked at their finances for the first time, you know?
0: Just like
1: <laughs> Looking at their subscriptions, looking at well, how much their cell phone bill was, really digging into their credit card debt, and here's what was really hard for a lot of people, um, especially Especially if you had uh, problems in your marriage already or your relationship was being home with your spouse. Mm. And seeing the bills coming in. And maybe one or both of you have not been paying attention to the spending and things of that sort. And there was a lot of fights. Uh, there was a lot of difficulty with communicating. I talked to a lot of my friends who are psychologists as well how many people have been reaching out. So it's not just the financial impact, it's the impact on your marriage with your kids, the mental health issues. It has just been, everything has been thrown at so many people so fast.
0: Kelly, I need to take a quick break here, uh, but when we come back, I want to talk to you uh, before we have to uh, break for the 4 o'clock news about the importance of a financial plan and making sure that it's updated and that you're paying attention to this, especially get, coming off the year that we're dealing with uh, right now. So Kelly Keene, personal finance expert, uh, going to stick around for a few more minutes. We'll find out about that personal financial plan what does that look like what do you need to be doing it and how that can help you moving into the new year stay with us I'm personal finance expert and author of Talk Money to Me, Kelly Keen, on the show this afternoon as we navigate through the end of 2020. And for so many, it was just brutal for their finances. And we look ahead to 2021 and maybe how to get back on track, how to rebuild. Kelly, when we're moving into the new year, what would you suggest is is one of the top priorities, one of the, the, the first things that people should be looking at when it comes to their finances? finances into 2021
1: oh my goodness yeah there's so many so as we we're talking about before the break making sure you've got that emergency savings account now i would have talked to you and so many people before saying if you had high interest rate debt make sure you pay that down now yeah. the message in in a crisis situation make sure you got cash <laughs> make okay. sure that you have yourself taken care of i know that sounds counterintuitive and and, and you might get some tax on this but you know, having a zero credit card, and if something happened to that and it got taken away from you, is not going to help you in an emergency. So that's first, emergency savings account, getting that high interest rate debt paid down. Here's something, Jalen, if you're carrying a balance and it's 50 to 60 percent of Canadians are, call up your bank, see if you can get in a lower rate card. Like even if you're not slashing your debt because you have no extra money, maybe you can go from a 22 percent interest rate card down to 12. That's going to make a huge difference. Um, you really need to take stock as well. Did you like maybe miss life insurance payments, and now your your life insurance has lapsed? You want to get on that right away. If you had to stop your RSP or your TFSA contribution, totally understand, totally acceptable, but put some reminders, some digital reminders into your calendar to start it again because – Uh, you know depending on if you work with someone or if you don't it's unlikely you're gonna get that call to say hey you stopped with your monthly contributions let's get you going again so it's okay that you got off track you can get back on track but make sure either you're taking the reins or you're reaching out to someone for help um, to do that and if debt is screaming at you you see no option please don't remain silent try your best to contact your creditor before the payment if you can't do that reach out to a nonprofit credit counselor we've got money mentors in alberta or an insolvency trustee doesn't mean you have to go down that route doesn't mean it but at least get all your options and there's also some certified financial planners in canada um, kind wealth and some others are uh, offering pro bono services during the pandemic mm-hmm. so reach out to everyone you can get as much free advice as you can then make a decision
0: before i let you go we talk about a financial plan what What is that? What does it look like? What does it outline? Yeah, and that's a
1: really great question. It can be complex, and it can be overwhelming, and I think the financial industry, some folks have done a really great job, but quite frankly, Jalen, sometimes it's this huge, wonderful document
0: that sometimes gets thrown in a drawer, Uh, and sometimes it needs to come back to simplicity.
1: But what a financial plan generally is going to do, a good one, is be your GPS, right? Right. It's going to tell you, like, it's going to ask you where you want to go, when you want to get there. It's going to tell you the best route, and it's going to recalculate when something goes wrong. So, I mean, everyone should have a financial plan, but the reality is, is sometimes it can be complex. Um, And if you've talked to somebody and it hasn't worked out for you, please don't stop finding someone. It's like saying, well, I talked to a doctor once and we didn't really get along, and you're now, like, self-diagnosing. You know, like, there's good and bad professionals out there. So please, your financial life is too important to try to navigate it on your own, seek the advice of professionals and, and get help. And if, if, if it's not right the first time, just keep trying.
0: Yeah, and I love the fact, too, that people say, you know, you can you can have a financial plan in place, but you need to go back and check in on it and making sure as you some of those things that you touched on, you know, when it comes to credit cards, what is that interest rate? Let's take a look at the bills. How much am I paying here? It's important to update it. It's important to make sure that it, it changes with you in, in the situation that you're in.
1: Absolutely. If there was a death of a spouse or you got a divorce or you got married or you had kids or what, all of these things uh, have a major impact or you lost your job or now you're self-employed. All of these things have a, a major, uh, you know, impact on your financial plan. So you're right. Uh, you have to be there as well on the journey, not just, you know, an event to go, whew, I'm happy that's done and and <laughs> throw it in a drawer. That doesn't work.
0: Kelly Keene joining me this afternoon. You can find out more about Kelly and the work that she does at kellykeene.com. The latest book, Talk Money to Me. I think she's working on her next one already. This woman never stops. Kelly, thanks for joining me. All the best to you and yours over the holidays. I look forward to talking to you on the the flip side when maybe things calm down a little bit more.
1: Uh, That would be great. Always a pleasure to be with you, Jalen. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, take care. Kelly Keene joining us this afternoon. Again, that website. Kelly Keen, K-E-L-L-E-Y, K-E-E-H-N dot com on the text line this afternoon. AMFM says, you know what? Um, he, he's I- in response to what Kelly had said about her about her parents and uh, about her mom always saying, you know, you need to have some some cash set aside in in case of emergency. AMFM says, yeah, my parents always said the same thing. Uh, even with a steady paycheck, I still have a secret stash of cash in the house in case I need it. How many of you do that? How many of you have, um, you know, know, a a little stash like AMFM that you can access if need be? Because I think... Um, I, I think, or my perception would be that that is is something that you know maybe my parents would do. I know it was certainly something that my great aunt did. It was something that my nan, my grandmother did uh, did when she passed away. We found money all over her house, tucked under the bed, tucked under the linoleum. My great aunt had things tucked in 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 pockets of of coats that she probably. Didn't even remember that she had. But, I mean, the fact is there's a lot of us that I would say haven't had our hands on cash in years that all we use is debit or credit, I mean, when I have actually, uh, you know, a couple twenty dollars in uh, bills in my wallet, I'm like, "Whoa, look at that!" When's the last time that happened? It just isn't something that is on my radar that much to me. Um, I, I like having cash in my wallet, but uh, it's easier just to pay with debit or credit. Let me know at 780-496-0063. My aunt Rita, who had the the money stashed all over the house. She was also—I mean, she was also the same woman that would that would pluck the stems out of a cherry before weighing them. She wouldn't pay for the stems <laughs> on cherries. But hey, yep, yeah, she did okay. Uh, the four o'clock news is uh, is coming up. Stick around. Eileen Bell has the latest. Uh, more right after this.